With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts. So you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, how's it going? My name is Pat McAfee, former ball kicker for the Indianapolis Colts and the West Virginia Mountaineers. You are listening to the Raspy Voice Kids, the greatest podcast on earth about two years from now, whenever the rest of the world finally catches on. It's here and I like it. Woo! <laughs> this is here and I like it. That's right, your boy JN Fiend is still back in the booth, back in the saddle, ride with my brother. Brandon Phoenix, aka I also hate pit. And we're hitting you with pop culture. Pop! Reverse it on y'all. This week, we are talking about neighbors that you cannot stand. Neighbors that are terrible neighbors. Brandon, any experience with this, man? I remember we had neighbors that inspired a song. Oh, snap. Right neighbors from the get, going to the song. Tell me, what do you see when you're staring out the window? Because you're freaking nosy. Neighbor of mine. Put your trash in our garbage can. Yeah, stop it right there. It was good, man. It inspired a lot. Matter of fact, there was another song. We go name names. No names. Yeah, no, I obviously we live in the same household. And so I haven't had really terrible neighbors, but you know, people who just a little nosy, you know, love busybodies, all about looking out that window. And, uh, I remember there's a neighbor kid, next door neighbor, shout out Nicky Wags, Nick Nick Wagner, or as Dick called him, the pressure cooker himself. I, I can't remember exactly what happened. I just remember he fell and then like they came racing out the door like, oh, you pushed him down, which I don't know. I may have pushed him down. I can't really remember. But they tried to start beef. They went to his parents. They went to my parents. And it wasn't that big of a deal. It was squashed pretty quickly. But it was just straight up nosy. Like, I don't know. Like, for, for the most part, we lived in Parkerstown. Things were pretty chill. We got along with our neighbors. We liked all our neighbors and still keep in touch with some of our neighbors. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I'm telling you, Brandon, some of the stuff I'm reading online – a little crazy, man. Did you read any of it? Yeah. Give me some. Give me some. From the list? 
Yeah, man, just give me something. I was actually going to tell you about a personal experience. We hear that? Yeah, do it, do it, do it. So we had these people move in next to us, and they seemed okay enough. But then the day came, Jay. The day came when they called me over and said, "Hey, I hate to ask you this, but uh, I need to borrow about two hundred dollars." Now, mind you, I'd only known these people for like two months. What do you think the standard is on knowing somebody before you ask to borrow $200? First of all, who is you? First of all, who is you is the, is the correct response. Second of all, how do you not have any, any other resources to go to other than your neighbor that you just, that just moved in to ask for money? That makes me feel like you burnt a lot of other bridges before. And your only option is to go to your neighbor that you don't even know that ain't even really your homie yet. Not only have you burned bridges, but you intend to burn some more. Because my bet is you're not paying nothing back. That's crazy. So that was my personal experience. It made me uncomfortable because then every interaction after that is uncomfortable. We've now got this personal issue situation. So you know what I always say when somebody asks me for money, depending on who it is, I say, I don't have any money for you. I don't have any money for you. Now it's it's funny that you even bring that up because I I had some uh one of one of my uh, associates that I knew me and him were interacting I knew him since he was young living in our um, our neighborhood and we kind of you know I hit him up on Facebook man I ain't seen him forever and then like two weeks later his brother gonna hit me up talk about yeah man I hate to ask you this but you know I just need some money to float to me for the next what what wait what. Dude, like I said, man, I ain't talked to you for 20 years. And like I said, man, look, I, I ain't got it. And when I said I ain't got it, I that wasn't lying. I don't have it for you. Okay? For you. Because that's not a lie. If I say I don't have it for you, I don't have it for you. So I may not have it, but it may not have it for you. And I feel like that's a very powerful, those are very powerful semantics that we're playing. But it's important for you to recognize what I said when I said it. That's right. As for terrible neighbors, man, I read something online talking about this neighbor who didn't think that their their neighbor cut their grass the way they thought it should have been. It was a little too high. Uh, actually, I, I'm going to assume that it was really high because his actions were to burn down the house. Crazy. That's a terrible neighbor. That's a crazy person. Nuts. I saw one. Where a neighbor built a demolition derby in his yard where the garden used to be. Can you imagine living next to a demolition derby, Jeremy? No, it's true. I also saw one that was just talking about the yappy dog. I mean, I think we've all kind of been in places where the dog won't shut up all times of night going off, barking, barking, barking. I, that, that makes me think. I feel like people out there have experienced that, and that's a tough thing to deal with because what do you do? Because technically, they're in their own yard. But it's all times of night, and they're going off barking at everything that moves. <laughs> That's a lot. It's annoying. What are your worst neighbor stories? What do you have for us telling us about neighbors, nightmare neighbors, things that you've dealt with that you should not have had to, or at least things that are at least funny anecdotes that you can share with us? Get at your boys, the Raspy Voice Kids. Text us. Um, DM us, email us, let us know. Get at your boy. Right, boys. Do you have cold floors in your home? 
It may be time to insulate your crawl space because cold air is rising into the rest of your home. Alfred Home Solutions can fix this problem. Call them today at 304-317-4105 today to book your free insulation estimate. Again, 304-317-4105. Don't wait. Insulate. Yes, sir. We are back for another week, man. I love talking Mountaineers. I love giving my five answers. I know I also hate Pitt, Brandon, Phoenix, my brother in arms over there doing his thing. Loves it too, ain't that right? That's right. So with that, hey, Jordan, kick it off, son. Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of I Got Five on It featuring the raspy voice kids. I mean, of course, it'd be the raspy voice kids. That's the podcast you're listening anyway we're gonna start off with the first blank the transfer portal for wvu basketball has been blank a win the transfer portal has been a win we got diamond kerrigan we got malik curry and we just got Pauly Polycap. If for nothing else, his name alone makes him a winner. But we got what we needed. We got defense. The only holdup is if Taz, Deuce, and Sean don't return because then we're just flipping the script. We go from an offensive team with no defense to a defensive team with limited offense. So we'll have to see. But overall, I will say the transfer portal this round in WVU basketball is a win. It's funny because people have all kinds of feelings about the transfer portal, basketball, and football. And there's times you get down and there's times you get up. And we've heard this, you know, the the, the common saying, the transfer portal giveth and it taketh away. And this aspect of WVU basketball, it's been a blessing, man. There's certain things that we needed for our squad. And when you can accentuate the team that we had on offense, and this is, once again, banking on our scores come back. Now we get a little bit of defense. We get some uh, shot blockers out there who can rim protect. And when you can rim protect, that means that you can play man-to-man defense all up in somebody's grill because if they go around you, you got a monster back there to reject the shot, to help play defense, to play some help defense. All in all, man, it's been a blessing, and I'm ready to make a run. I know it's funny. I know. Too early. I know we're still reeling from our loss in the round of 32. But getting these um, accentuated pieces – I think is a blessing. Number two. Out of the three stars, Taz, Deuce, and Sean McNeil, blank returned. I'm going to go out on a limb and say of the three, two return. Because I think Sean and Taz come back, but I think Deuce is gone. He recently got a first-round grade from one outlet, which I know is not official, but he's second-round grade in pretty much every other aspect. And I think for Deuce, there's really no upside to returning. I don't. He's not going to grow anymore. He can hone his skills, but you can do that while getting paid. So in my opinion, we we get two out of the three, Deuce being the one who goes. Go. Yeah, go. Baby girl, yeah. Go. That's right. Get my Justin Timberlake on because I believe you could throw the Deuce up for Deuce. You know? Yeah. Hey, good basketball player. 
Hey, it was nice to know ya. Nice to know you. But ya. you're gonna move on. Hopefully he represents us well in the NBA. I'm not saying for a fact he's going. I just get this feeling he's going. If you ask me, if it were my decision, which it's not, I've never been in that position, given a first-round grade, you got to go. So I'm with you, man. I think the other two come back, Sean McNeil and Taz. And uh, Deuce, man, the Deuce is loose. Number three. We learned blank from the spring game. In my opinion, this year, we learn a lot. Typically, I say if the offense does well, you can't really tell if it's the offense being good or the defense being bad, and vice versa. However, this year, we will get to see whether or not Jared Dagey has made the improvements needed, specifically on the deep ball, to be QB1 in a conference that requires above-average play at quarterback. We'll also see if Garrett Green has the tools and the electricity to do what so many fans are clamoring for him to do. So in my opinion, the spring game tells us what we got. I say we learn a little. I was going to say nothing, but I guess we learn a little. Um, I think at this point, at least we learn who the coaching staff is leaning towards to being the starting quarterback. Whoever runs out there first. Now, I know they're going to say and qualify it and say, oh, both of them are taking first quarterback snaps or, or something like that. They usually do because they want to push this competition. But I honestly feel like the person who runs out there may be the starter. Now, it could change before fall. I mean, there's three or four months before that. I also um, think it's big because we know Letty's a beast. He's a dog. He's a problem. But we need to develop that backup running back uh, spot. And we're hearing good things coming out of the running back room. Who's going to be the number two? We know Sink moved on. Who's going to be the number two? Who's going to spell Letty Brown? That was a big problem last year because we didn't have a running back that was capable um, to that level to to spell Letty Brown. So to be able to see and – that, and that's the thing. You don't have to show a whole lot in the spring game. You don't have to break out all the tricks in the spring game. But by the eye test, you can tell – who looks like they're ready to play? Who's ready to pick up a blitz? Who's who's out there to ball? Um, I want to see from our backup running back position. I think that's what I'm most interested to see. Who who can who can tote the rock? Who can catch out of the backfield? Or who can pick up blocks to give Letty Brown some time? Wait, you're most interested in seeing who can spell Letty Brown over who the quarterback's going to be? I think the quarterback will will play out, play out, and I don't think it's going to be decided. This spring, I know. I, I think just it's said already that, decided. I don't think Garrett Green has a chance. I think it's Jared Deggie. But I, I, I definitely know for a fact we need a backup running back, and I, I'm, I, I really want to see if you know Vera Sparrow or, or one of these dudes can, can show us something so Letty can get out the game. Sometimes. Number four, I want blank to win the QB battle. I want Garrett Green to win. Why would I want? My thing is, I like Jared Deggy. I think he's, I like him. I do. I like the kid. The thing about Jared Deggy, though, is he's a fifth-year senior. So if he starts, we have no view of the future. And I feel like we've already seen Jared Deggy's ceiling. What I want to see is Garrett Green, the electricity that has been spoken about in circles, that has been whispered about by so many people, and then also speculated about by a lot of people who have no idea what they're talking about. I would prefer Garrett Green win the job, deserve the job. Then we've got a freshman, basically, a freshman 
who can play for four more years with a lot of upside if, in fact, he is what he's been advertised to be. So I want Garrett Green to win the quarterback job. Deggy, if he wins it, hopefully he's the better player. You know, I want the better player to win. But like in my um, my mind, in my thought process, college football is different than NFL. And even the NFL is getting to this where you need a mobile quarterback. You know, that's what they draft. Garrett Green can make something of broken plays. Garrett Green can do something when the defense is in perfect position because he can scribble. I need that X factor. There's too many games where I'm looking at the quarterback saying, run, run, run. And you know he's not going to run. There's too many plays when I see them do the option handoff that's not really an option because you're never handing it off. I just want to see Garrett Green play, man. If Deggy wins and Deggy balls out, man, look, man, I'm be I'm be playing it on, on full blast. Teach me how to Deggy. Teach me how to Deggy. But right now, I'm just you know you know people they want something new sometimes. And and Garrett Green, if he really has them wheels, I want to see him. Number five. Miked up videos of the WVU coaches are blank. They're a blast. I love them. They make me happy. They get me excited. They give us some insight into the personalities of the coaches who are taking charge of these young men in this program. And it's something that you didn't see before. There's access now that didn't exist in the past. Things that I yearned for for a long time. I'm so glad we have these miked up videos. Do they translate to wins? Of course not. And that's what's most important. But that said, I like them. These Mike Duff videos are hype. Hype can be a negative sometimes, and hype can be a positive. And this aspect is a positive. You're getting high school kids hyped to watch it. You're getting the fans hyped. You're seeing like an inside lay, uh, uh, inside uh, a view of what's going on. But like you said, when I watch it, I'm pumped. When you watch it, you're pumped. When these recruits watch it, they're pumped. Um, does it translate into wins? That's the big question. But I feel like the culture, before you worry about W's and L's, wins or losses, the culture has to change. And I feel like the culture has changed under Neil Brown going from Dana Hogerson. And this is part of it. And I like it. Uh, I'm, a, I'm aboard the hype train. Is here and I like We are back for another segment. This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit, joined by Jeremy J.N. Phoenix. Yeah, I'm in the building. And we are here for the Mountaineer Roundup, where we talk all things Mountaineer. And today we are talking about the transfer portal, the spring game, spring football, baseball, a little bit, and so much more. Jeremy, what you got for us? Man, I just want to talk about the transfer portal real quick. What up? We're getting some big dudes. We're getting some what we need for the Mountaineer basketball team. What we were missing in that run was somebody to protect the rim and somebody who could spell Derek Culver. Derek Culver had to do it all. If Derek Culver was off, we had nobody else who could move into that center position, that power forward position to really control the paint. That was a problem in the Syracuse game. Now, fast forward, you're looking at Bobby Huggins going to the transfer portal, which is a dirty word, but is a great word. It just depends on what side of the coin you're on. Right now, we're winning. <laughs> right now, we're getting it. I'm taking it. And we got some big dudes. A dude coming from FIU. Another guy we got um, just yesterday. What's his name again, Brandon? Paulie Polycap. We got him today. Oh. 
Paulie, man. Paulie in the building, man. People who can block shots, people who can rebound big bodies in the middle. Like I said, on when I got five on it. When you accentuate the team with these little pieces, as long as our scores come back, man, we're sitting right. Well, don't forget Malik Curry, who can score the ball. So we think that we might lose Deuce. We got a guy who from Old Dominion, Malik Curry, who's been through a lot of adversity. He's a tough kid who can put the ball in the bucket. And he's a lefty. Shout out Darius Nichols. By yeah. the way, Darius Nichols getting that head coaching job at Radford. Big ups. All, you know, all the good things to you, man. Moving up. He was Florida assistant for a long time. Back to his hometown, Radford in Virginia. Big shout out. But that's the last lefty I remember who could really ball for West Virginia. Hey, can we take a moment and give our condolences to Coach Huggins. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. We want to give our condolences to Coach Huggins on losing his father to the whole WVU basketball family because we know that really it's a family there. And uh, I know some of the Huggins, and I just want to say that our condolences genuinely go out to them. We know what it's like to lose a patriarch. Um, it's never easy. It doesn't matter what age it is. But we just wanted to take a moment to give to express that while we're here. Absolutely. Absolutely. So now we can continue with the rest of the Mountaineer roundup. Um, I think the basketball team's in good shape regardless of who comes back. But it's over the top if we get Sean, Deuce, Taz, and um, uh, Derek Culver to come back. If that happens, this team, I hate saying this team could be this, this team could be that because we say that every year. But it will look like we've got all the pieces, especially since Hugs says we're going back to the press Virginia, possibly. So right. what do you think? What do you think about that, Jeremy? What do you think about going back to press Virginia? Um, it feels like the remake is never as good as the original. Yeah, I like know? that. I like that. You're, I think you're exactly right. And and one thing about the press Virginia, when we first debuted it, man, we had guards, 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 man. We had um, just so many kids. I mean, obviously, Javon and Jawan and and Daxter Miles and Paige. And I mean, I'm missing I'm missing a couple in there. We Myers, had Tavon Myers. Yeah, we had guards on guards on guards who are athletic and hungry. Can we do that with what we have? I don't know. Huggins knows best. So we'll let Huggins decide if we have, you know, that kind of roster where we can go. Number zero, Johnson. I know that Duke ball. I know that Duke play the press, but do we have enough bodies? Well, I don't I mean, know. I think we do, but we'll see. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. I don't know, and so you know, we'll try it. You, you got to do things to win. You got you got to do what you can. But yeah, you know, if Huggins wants to do it, let's do it. Now we got some shot blockers in the background. Now we got some guys who can you know make them pay, even if they get past our guards. So maybe it's advantageous for us to do it. Speaking of coaches and coaches' decisions, Coach Eric Martin just got passed over by his alma mater, University of Cincinnati, for the head coaching gig, even though he was a finalist. What do you think about that, Jay? Um, That's tough. That's tough, especially because that's his alma mater. That's where he played. So you would have hoped that that they would have given him an opportunity. He's been Huggins' assistant for so long. He's been really good to us, RVK. He has love for us. We have love for him. Um, it's unfortunate, but hopefully there's brighter, bright things in his future. Um, what, what's next? I'm not sure. I know he's going to be here at West Virginia to help doing his thing. And hopefully his reward could be cutting down the nets this year. But, you know, we just wish him the best. Yeah, I wish him the best, too. I was hoping he would get the job. 
because he deserves the job. He's a good coach. He does a good job. He was successful at Cincinnati as a player. He's been successful at West Virginia as an assistant. You think that those things would combine, and he's also recruited Ohio well for West Virginia. You think those things would combine to make him the next head coach of the Bearcats, but it didn't. And I feel bad for him because he's 40-something years old. Uh, He's 40-something years old. He's in his prime as far as coaching is concerned, in my opinion. He knows what he's doing. He should have gotten the job. That said, I'm not mad at a dude who stays with his kind of credentials. I'm I'm glad that he's here. I'm glad that he's still with West Virginia, and we can still benefit from what he does. Um, so we'll see what happens. But I hope in the future he gets a shot. In the meantime, we'll just enjoy the fruits of his labor. Amen. We got a spring game coming up, Brandon. Yeah. Football is upon us again for a couple months. Yes, sir. What do you think about that spring game, man? I think that spring games are overrated. I think that spring games typically don't tell you as much as you think they do. Um, But it is a nice reemergence, at least brief reemergence of spring football. It's fun to go out and see some of the players that you've been hearing about. But you think about the spring game wonders. I think often of uh, Squirt, Jordan Thompson, who always balled out in spring games and then really didn't do much else. And there are other players like that. So I don't think spring games tell you as much as you you want to know because it's good on good a lot of times. So you can't tell if your offense is bad or your defense is good or vice versa. So I don't get as excited about spring games as other people do. I know there are a lot of people itching just to see us play. So that'll be that. But they say there's only going to be 25% capacity. So the atmosphere won't even be what it could be. The buzz won't be what it could be or what it should be. I'm itching to see... The offensive line. Why? I, I think the offensive line is going to be really solid. That's what I'm saying. But I don't have any questions about them. What, what's his name again? Who came came from Virginia Doug Tech? Nestor. Doug Nestor. I can't wait to see what he adds to our offensive line this year. I can't wait to see what Lance Dixon at linebacker. I know he's playing with the threes right now, but I've seen him in his jersey, and he looks like he looks the part. I can't wait to see Vendarius Cohen, a healthy Vendarius Cohen. I can't wait to see Scotty Young, who was who we're hearing about making plays as a transfer from from Arizona. I know we lost Tyke Smith, but Scotty Young sounds to be a good replacement. I'm ready to see uh, 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 Daryl Porter and um, and Jackie Matthews out at cornerback. Like I want to, I, you know what? I think I'm almost the most excited to see what we have on defense. Because, I, like I said, Vendaris Cohen, Dante Stills, uh, let's see if Jalen Thornton is ready to roll. Um, um, uh, Hakeem uh, uh, Mesidor. Hakeem Mesidor. Hakeem uh, the, the, the defensive lineman. Like, I'm ready for these dudes to mature and just start taking over. Um, the linebackers, Benton has been there for a long time. Um, the safeties. Kerry uh, uh, Martin Jr. Cherry Martin Jr. is back in the mix. Scotty Young. I'm ready to see these guys. I want to see them perform. And granted, like I said, the spring game isn't – it doesn't show all. It's not the end all or be all. But it's the first taste that we get to see of these of the, of the next generation, you know? I guess the only thing I say is that Neil Brown said that there will be no depth chart. There will be no official depth chart after the spring game. So, I mean, I feel like it tells us pretty much nothing. Okay. Well, I just, I'm excited to see it. Now, am I going to drive two and a half hours? I don't know. But I am excited to see yeah, it. I, I, yeah, I hear you. Or, or something like that, you know? 
Yeah. But also, let's shout out the women's soccer team real quick. 21 straight. Seed. You know, get number five seed. They're doing their thing. So, big up. Uh, uh, Nikki Izzo I love Brown. Nikki Izzo Brown. I love her. I can't wait till we can get her on the show because I love her. I love what she do does. I love what she stands for. I love how she supports the other programs. I love her longevity, her consistency. I love Nizzo. And to the Izzo. Amen. Well, that's what it is, man. That's the roundup. That's what we got for you this week. Can't wait to come back and give you another one. Wait, next can we week. say something real quick about Weston Maisie? Go ahead. Weston Maisie, the son of Coach Maisie and Amanda Maisie, had a terrible accident where he ran into the outfield wall, had some fractures, had some issues with his skull and spine, I believe, was in intensive care for a while. He's back, and he's at it, and we're glad that he's healthy. And shouts and praises to the Maisie family. They're a strong family. They're a good family. They've been good to the RVK. They've been even better to WVU Sports. So we're happy that Weston Maisie is okay and getting better. Absolutely. Big shout-outs. But that's what we got. That's the roundup. Let us know. How do you feel? What are your questions? What are your thoughts? Get at us, the RVK. We are not doing Mountaineer State of Mind for the jerseys this week. Jeremy doesn't have time. We will get back to 31, 32, and 33 for next week. But I am going to give you what I got. I'm going to show you what I got. Show me what you got, little mama. Show me what you got, What I got right now is that Neil Brown is killing the game. Neil Brown has come out and said that his goal for this year is to prove people wrong. And what do you want out of a coach besides to prove people wrong? Unless you're Alabama or Clemson, maybe even Ohio State, what people think is that you're not going to win anything. And that's what Neil Brown is saying. He's saying people think we're not going to win anything. He's out to prove them wrong. This is year three. This is turnaround year. What will he do to build it? I believe that Neil Brown is the man for the job. Will it get done this year? That I'm a little skeptical of. So maybe he'll be proving me wrong. But what I got is that we got our guy. We got the right guy with the right mentality, with the tools to make us what we want to be. Let's go, Mountaineers. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.